Hello everybody and welcome to Somehow I Father episode 17. And uh, in this podcast, I'm going to be transparent about my failures, but how I'm using these failures to move forward. And if this is your first time listening, hi, my name is Gabriel Perez. I am a husband, a father of three kids, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and an 11-month-old. And I partner with my wife in homeschooling our kids pre-COVID-19. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about Legos and the joy and the chaos and the heartache and the anger and all the emotions that they bring. And so with that, let's jump in. So we, uh, we actually had a ban on Legos in our house because... Our kids love Legos like any other kid. And like like as an adult, I love Legos. I think I find it very relaxing just to build a big set and uh, therapeutic, you know. But um, we ban them because they're everywhere. They're leaving them all over the house. And our little baby just loves to put everything in his mouth, as do most babies. And we've had so many instances where he's been having things in his mouth, little toys or things like that. And I mean, tacks, I mean, you name it, this kid has put it in his mouth and to the grace of God has not swallowed it, but just sucking on it, chewing on these crazy things. And, and so Legos, we just don't need to add to this already craziness. We've already like gone, I've gone through the toys, took out all the crazy, the small pieces, anything that could be dangerous and Legos, we just said, you know what? You you guys can't really be responsible for these Legos because they're all over the floor. We can't have it. Legos are gone. So like that, we put a ban on Legos. So now, fast forward, we've moved. We have a bigger place. We have extra room to spare. And we thought for homeschool, it would be great. We just want the kids got into the Legos again. They got excited. They wanted to play with them. Yeah, Legos are great. Let's get a great homeschool idea. We'll get these bins and we'll just sort the Legos by colors. It could be a homeschooling project, you know, sorting your Legos, making them all nice and organized because they like to build and it's so so much easier to build when everything's sorted because we just have these bins and we're actually, right before we left, I was going to sell a bin. We knocked his Legos down to one bin, but now, you know. Obviously, we're not selling anything. People aren't going to buy stuff anymore because who's going to buy Legos during COVID-19? Use Legos. Well, maybe someone will. But so we took the other bin out. We're like, we'll sort through them. And we'll have this block so it'll be nice. You know, and we've seen another homeschool family do it. And and here I am comparing my homeschool family to their homeschool family. One thing you don't want to do. First mistake that I made. And because uh, it just it causes so much uh, frustration and and there's false expectations because bottom line, my family's not their family and their family's not my family. So our problems are all uniquely different to us, but we can always find that middle ground. Hence the podcast, because some of you will be like, hey, I've been there. And so. You know, we saw how they organized their Legos, and it was like a great homeschooling project. And you know, they spent like the the, ne- the couple days just organizing Legos. I was like, "This is what we can do for our kids." 
like they well you know the wife works she can have them organize legos it will just be a perfect thing it will work out well it did not work out well oh man did it bring so much frustration so much anger so many tears and heartache first i get these great little organization bins that you you know little trays that you can pull out and i said all right guys so first things first why don't you guys just go up just do like an hour of lego sorting and you know just put the colors and how you want it and separate the minifigures pretty basic right simple i shouldn't shouldn't be a problem well that hour all they did was build they put nothing away and to make matters worse, they just pulled out other toys, and there, and the, it was just a playtime. It's like, no, guys, you you gotta sort. Come on, let's like, this is your project. This is what we would like you to do. Okay, Dad, yeah, sounds great. And then, you know, this room, this playroom we have is just chaos. We have so much because we just threw our, all the toys in there, and. And the, their toys that the baby the baby can't go in that room. They're small toys, so it's like this is where you can play with those toys. But it's just they pull out everything. It's a mess. I mean, homeschool your house is always a mess, and so that's just something you deal with. But man, I mean, since we've been like quarantined, I mean, not really because I'm going out, but I mean, you know, like my wife can't leave or anything with the kids. It's just like a whole nother level of messiness because it's just, it's deep, it's ingrained. It's it's like these kids are just living in in their play. I mean, it, it's just, I'm sure everyone's house is like that. So day one did not go well. Day two, I said, hey guys, I need you to um, really organize these Legos, guys. Let's Let's do this and then um, you know, here's another great homeschool idea. It's going to be great. I'll read to you while you organize Legos. And how well did that go? Not very well because the whole time I'm reading, I'm also telling them, guys, come on, pick up the Legos. Guys, guys, keep doing what you're doing. Don't get sidetracked. Stop building. And it just led to more frustration. And and then it came down to, okay, guys, you guys are going to build. You guys are going to. So that was day two. Day three, you guys are just going to go up there and you're going to sort. And by this time, you know, my daughter's crying like, this is too hard. I can't do it. You know, I don't. And, and then my son's like, she, she doesn't even help me. It's just me doing it by myself. And, and it's just, it's not working. And, and, you know, and they're both, you know, he, he's still building. He's not really sorting. And when he does, it's like for maybe five minutes. And and my daughter is just like, she cannot focus. And she can't. She just can't. Just bottom line. Like, I, I can't do it. Like She goes up there and does everything else. And then when we tell her to do it, she starts crying because it's too hard. And so I go up there and I'm like, all right, well, I'll just start doing it. And I start sorting. And then... You know, it works, you know, it's, it's, it's actually kind of hard. Like it's hard on my back. That's what, that's what it was hard on. Cause I, I actually find like, oh, this is not too bad. Pretty relaxing. Like, you know, I, I was doing it myself. And at that point, just cause like, I'm tired of telling them I'm going to do it myself. 
and that is a problem I have is is it's I'm trying to re- get my kids to do one of the, I'm trying to get them to have responsibility accountability I mean shouldn't they have responsibility accountability I mean that's obviously my expectation but it, it just doesn't happen and and then that's where it gets frustrating for me is because in my mind I'm just like okay they're not taking responsibility for the toys take it all away like I'm about to go extreme gone gone with the Legos gone with this and it gets frustrating because obviously here we are with expectations I have a certain expectation I have an expectation that it should look the way the other family looked like they were all happy and cheerful and like oh yeah we're sorting Legos and it just wasn't that it was just it was anger it was bitterness it was sadness it was tears and and so it wasn't going the way I expected and so right now along this line I've been reading this book God Schooling and it's been a great book that I actually want to do an episode on the book because it's been speaking to me a lot about expectations and and just having my you know knowing what's right for a kid too at their certain age level and so I had finished this book last week and I read about um you know how kids you know, at the age of five to six, like they're, you can't really give them a whole, it's like it hinders them when you give them so much responsibility for in a, in a certain area because their mind is just not like that, you know, and they just want to play and they want to, you know, and what you really want to focus on is just character development and letting them play, but, you know, also just understanding right and wrong and, and letting them be them though, letting them be kids. And so, Part one was I realized, like, okay, my daughter, she's a little young for this. And it, and it is too much pressure for her to be focused because she's five. Like, is she really going to be focused enough to do it? Like, yes, there are great moments when she's just super focused and super, um, like, just she'll love to clean sometimes. And she'll do a great job, an amazing job. But, you know, it can't, it's not because I'm, like, forcing her to. It's because it's what she wants to do at that moment. And so... I kind of got convicted about that. Like, okay, this is a project that's probably not good for my daughter to be doing because she, she it's a long, monotonous project that is not going to keep her attention. So I said, okay, she can't do it. Oh, well, I forgot the big blow up. So Thursday, I believe it was, I said, okay, guys, this is your project for the day. It is... You guys are gonna stay in that room all day, and you're gonna clean it, and you're gonna sort all those Legos. You're not gonna do anything else. There will be no TV. There will be no, no, no video games. No nothing until you finish this Lego project. That was what I put down on them on Thursday, and um, and they said, "Okay, Dad, we'll do that. Sure, I get, I hear you. I go, guys. This is important. This is." This is your responsibility. I tried my best to lay it on them thick, like just to, to put it on them, like own it, own your toys. These are your toys. They're not my toys. Of course, when, when push comes to show, I'm like, these are my toys. And if you don't respect them, I'm throwing them out. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, so that's what I laid down on them. And they agreed. They said, okay. I came home from work and I was like, all right, I can't wait to see what they did. They did nothing, nothing. 
Absolutely nothing. In fact, the room looked way worse. In fact, some of the stuff that we had already started to do and put away, they pulled out. And I said, oh my gosh, like you guys didn't even do it. So do I lay down the law? Do I lay down the punishment? Tempted to. And, but at this point, I'm like, I've been threatening my kids. And, and now my son is, is now knows the word threaten because uh, I did threaten them. I threaten them all the time. <laughs> it's something I'm working on, but I did. And my wife said the word. She's like, no, Gabe, don't threaten them. And then all of a sudden, my, my, son, my, my son's like, you're threatening me now. You're threatening me. So now, anytime I say something with, that is going to result in a consequence of something, he goes, are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? So now I have to deal with this threatening response from my son. But so nothing happened. So then now I can get back to where I was. I read that book. I saw my error in my daughter and forcing her to do it. She was crying. Like oh, just she was she had been crying the whole week about sword and legos. Just I can't do it. I can't do it. So okay. Came to the conclusion. My daughter is too young. She's not gonna be able to focus. It 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 is a monotonous job. It requires a great focus. Because you're just sitting there picking Legos from a huge stack. Like dude, we have two bins of Legos. That is a lot of Legos. So She's excused. She's exempt from it. Go play, sweetie. Go. You're good. I feel a little bit better. My son, he's ready. He can do this. So I said, all right, we're going to set some time. We're going we're gonna, to um, do this together. We said, okay. And so we did. So this was like Thursday night. We did did about an hour and I tell you it was it was an amazing experience actually because I we went up there he wanted to listen to his crazy video game music he just he is into video game music if it's not Sonic or Mario or Kirby and and video game music is just intense like all the time and it's a good way to describe my son <laughs> and so but I was like no we're not doing video game music we're gonna do my music I like classic rock. I like I like all music. Um, you know, there's a lot of hit songs or whatever. Eagles. Uh, I have you know R and B. I have I have my mixed playlist of everything. So we're gonna do my my music. And so he reluctantly agreed, and we sorted. And here was a great thing. We just talked. I asked him random questions. He asked me random questions. We talked about all these different subjects. Just whatever came to mind, and then, and you know, just having conversation, and then we even did some little music appreciation. I would say a little music appreciation in theory. Sorry, School of Rock, um, but uh, you know, like I'm I'm listening to this old R and B Spinners song, which for me is like it speaks of my family because my parents listen to the Spinners, so me and my brother listen to the Spinners, and it's just one of those those uh those bands that are just like it's like a heart song for me because it just it reminds me of growing up and hearing them so it's like the song comes on and i'm sharing like hey you know this is the spinners listen to the song this is a song that i used to listen to a lot because my parents didn't and then he he got the he's like oh so it's like kind of passed down like generational huh dad it's like exactly 
So, you know, he's listening to the song, and I'm like, what do you think? What do you think they're saying? And, you know, it was awesome. He was hearing, he was actually getting it. And, um, you know, getting him to hear some of my music that I love, which is a big part of me. I love music. So for him to kind of get that that thing that I love and kind of hearing it and, and getting it into him, and, and he's like, well, maybe when I grow up, maybe I'll like this song. I don't like it now, but maybe when I grow up and get older like you, maybe I'll appreciate it. Yes, that is a goal. Like, yeah, right now it's not going to be, it's not cool. It's not video game music, but down the line. And and we just talked and he said, you know, Dad, I really like this. I really like just talking with you, doing boring stuff. And it's a click. And it clicked right there. This is what it's about. It's not about being him being obedient and just doing what I'm saying. It's about connecting. And it's about being there with him to do it, you know, leading him through this. Because, you know, obviously we're all different. And I and I think of my expectation of, like, me, like, my if my grandpa told me to do something, I got it done because of fear of getting whooped or whatnot. And so it's like I have that expectation for my kids. Like, hey, I'm asking you to do it. It needs to get done. And, it, you know, sometimes it doesn't work that way. And it's okay because it gives me that opportunity as a leader of my family to step in there and work with them. And sometimes I've read in books, like that's what children are missing. Back in the day, you know, a lot when, when long, you know, long time ago, kids worked with their fathers and that's where they built that relationship. That's where they, the, they learned skills. That's where they, you know, they cultivated that closeness to their father and then they can, you know, they take on that masculinity from their father. And, you know, back then a lot of people were farmers. So it's like they're working in the farm together. They're building that relationship. That's how you build relationships, when you're in the trenches with people, when you're doing things with them. And so obviously we're not all farmers now. So working in the fields isn't something that we're going to do. But that was something that I did with my grandpa because, you know, he didn't work really hand by hand, side by side with me, but he was out there the same time as I was like we're all out there on Saturday working but okay so that's not what we're going to do it's not the same you know as it used to be and then as the industrial age came on you know kids started working separately started working in 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 uh you know in, in industrial plants or whatnot and then they kind of eventually the with labor laws and yes it's great we have labor laws and it's not what I'm getting to that separation between father and son kind of went away. They were no longer working, spending time together. And so now in this day and age, we got to find ways. Now it ain't, ain't going to be so cool all the time. It's like, oh, let's go out in the fields and work like men. It, hey, maybe it's just sorting Legos and talking. You know, it's, it's finding something like, you know, building something or whatever, you know, but not people people can't always just build things I'm like we have big backyards and and tons of wood or anything anymore it's like legos hey let's sort legos and let's talk let's and let's do this together and so that's what we did and it worked out awesome and then that was thursday night and then friday i come home thinking okay we're gonna get back at this and everything we did was tore up <laughs> the room was just totally thrashed they pulled out more toys after we had cleaned up the toys they totally spread out the whole pile of legos that we had 
that was just about to get sorted. All the drawers were pulled out. Oh, man, I was furious. <laughs> you know, after great revelation just comes great fury. And uh, definitely, I'm, I'm going to say the threats happened again. And it, I was just, I was floored. Like, we did so much work that day. Like, look where it's at right now. And so it, you know, it's never it's never as pretty as you you paint it to be or as what you expect it to be. But Saturday we went in there. We worked a little Friday. Saturday we went back in there and we finished the job. And what happened? We still had great connection. Still had great talks. You know, I was able to tell him how I you know met his mom. How you know what what decisions I made that led me to to her being in my life and just meeting her on chance and, you know, great conversations to have. So in the end, very frustrating, very taxing. But lesson learned, yes. You know, take those, take those moments, those times to lead your kids into the things that um, maybe, you know, maybe they're not going to obey you. Maybe they're not going to follow through to what your expectations are. Maybe it's not going to look like that other family and that's okay. But it, there's always an opportunity to lead them, to connect with them in the simple tasks. And so I hope that encourages you some. I hope encourages some of you. I hope that it uh, gives perspective if you find yourself entering into that situation. Because uh, you know, my my mistakes can be someone else's uh, warning signs. Like, hey, I ain't gonna tell my kids to sore Legos because I just saw how that played out. But maybe I'll get in there and do it. Whatever it is, you can apply it to your own situation. But with that, I'm going to land this podcast. I thank you guys for joining, for just listening. And um, honestly, it, it, it means a lot. It's what keeps me doing this because if there was no one listening, I, I'd probably do it anyways because I made a commitment. But it makes it better just like, hey, man, I got people who actually are continually listening. And it surprises me every time. And so uh, thank you, guys. Um, Hope you have a great day, great week. And we'll talk next Monday.